Well, hello, hello, hello. Hola, hola, hola. Bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. Um, there's only one of me. I only need one hello, bonjour, or hola. <laughs> anyway, good morning from... Newman Flexible, oh, <laughs> Flexible Workspace in Bromley again. Yeah, this, this is where uh, our listeners can't see hand signals that are passing between <laughs> us. <laughs> but we are here at the Newman Flexible Workspace... And I'm here with a delightful Darren Wheel of Intune PR. And the Flutterby, Hasina Narani. Oh, sorry, I've just fallen. Elbow slipping on the table. Elbow slipping. So let's try that again. Zenat Narani of Vida de la Mariposa Coaching. It's a good thing this isn't video recorded today. Yeah, the funny thing is, of course, we have done episodes of the Bromley Buzz with the assistance of Prosecco and other alcoholic things. And look, we Sober as a couple of judges today, and then you slip off the edge of the table. Do you know what? This is just showing that you don't need alcohol, and actually, maybe we're having withdrawal symptoms. That's true. It's been at least 24 hours. Yes, it has. Um, But I'd just like to say... um, Good morning. Good morning, or good afternoon, depending when our listeners are listening to this. Oh, we're recording listening in, in the afternoon or evening, I guess. Uh, but we're recording in the morning. Out. But here we are at the Newman Flexible Workspace, uh, Bromley North uh, in Bromley. And it's such an amazing place to come to and do our recording. It is. We get the lovely sound of the sirens going by in the background, which I think I just heard again. Okay. okay. Well, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the venue in terms of it's a great place for co-working, uh, you know, hot desking. There's Andy great Lee. meeting rooms. Yeah, when you meet the lovely Amy on reception, or at least you do today, which I just did. Absolutely, and a bunch of lovely, lovely ladies that work here, you know, very welcoming, and, you know, they've got a great space upstairs as well for workshops and meeting rooms, Mm -hmm. and all the team coffee you can drink. Yes, which we probably will do. Anyway, so you can find us on Channel Radio on Mondays at 10am. Okay. And uh, you found us recently uh, in the Beaverwood Club in Chislehurst, which I think was the second time you've been there? Second time, absolutely. You saw a Queen tribute act, wasn't it? I did, yes. Um, Which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Your opinion was very different, but... uh, May not have been the same act. mm, True. But it was only because I got such a high bar for my enjoyment of Freddie Mercury that unless Mm -hmm. I saw the real one, I I lose interest, which I did. Well, nobody can beat the real Freddie. Mm. No one. But we saw some of New Jersey's finest. You actually, um, yeah, introduced me to them because you've done some PR for them as well in the past. Yes, indeed. I started out uh, as a fan of the Billy Walton band. Um, I just went to see them one day spontaneously on the grounds that, generally speaking, if a band is touring from the States, they're usually pretty good. Mm. And they were wonderful. They were a, a fantastic rock, soul and blues band. Really enjoyed them and it was a pleasure to take you along. You know what, and I'm so glad you took me along, despite me being really, really exhausted and tired and all of that, I actually perked up quite quickly and I didn't expect to stay the whole evening. But of course, there was the gorgeous, I don't know, six foot four, six foot five with the big hands. Mm-hmm. I've never seen hands so big. Yes, indeed. The sax player, the sexy sax player. Yeah, Tom Petacaro. Yes. Uh, who gave you some free chiropractic. that sounds very odd on here but yes no I need to post those pictures and tag him in 
I haven't got around to doing that. Uh, I've got some gorgeous pictures. Well, you've got both um, a nice cuddle and he kind of picked you up. It was a nice sweaty cuddle, actually. Well, he would be. He'd just been playing for two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, it was a really fantastic um, evening and a lot of energy. What voice? I mean, the young lady who's the addition to the band. Destiny. Destiny, mm. yes. I mean, she had a voice on her. Yowza. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you've, you've seen the, the full power of that band in action now. Six piece lineup. How was and, it for uh, you though? Going around the rest of the UK as we speak. Mm. How was it for me? Um, yeah, seeing them again. It, they're one of those rare things. They're, they're a different experience every time you see them, and that's one of the things I love about them. But uh, anyway, the, the, the Beaverwood Club has an array of acts going on, most of which are actually tribute bands, but people like those, mm. uh, and uh, is worth visiting. Cheers. I mean, some of the things that are coming up, we've got on the, um, that's what, what date are we at? We're the 10th, actually. Oh, that was yesterday. <laughs> the bone shaker. Uh, again, we were talking about Freddie Mercury, so the Bohemians coming up on the 13th. They've got Soul Night on the 14th. Uh, Crow Black Chicken on the 19th. That sounds like Southern Rock or Americana, mm. but I don't know. This looks interesting. Bootleg Blondie coming mm. up on the 20th. Yes, we fell into a lengthy chat with a, a chap who was rather looking forward to coming to them. Oh yes, at the end of the evening Indeed. he was, yep. yeah. Then we have Glamstar on the 21st, uh, the K.T. Bush Band. Yes, Divine tribute out to Kate Bush, obviously. Yeah, they look quite good actually. So Stranger Things will be coming mm -hmm. to play. Then they've got, uh, on the 28th, they've got a Halloween Club Night. So it's not just musical as well, they've got other things going on. There's a comedy night coming up with Stephen K. Amos. I've heard. That's the ah, flyer, am I jumping? The flyer rustling. There you go. Do you want to read it? Out? No, I don't. I'm just. Re go ahead. Is there anything to read though? I don't know. Um, right, Chislehurst comedy at Beaverwood uh, on Sunday, 30th of October. Comedian, writer, and TV personality Stephen K. Amos. Watching him work a crowd is to watch a master at work, says the Metro, with a great supporting lineup: Emma Idana, Windsor, MC. Katie Green, who's got this lovely scowl on her face, what do you think? <laughs> uh, and uh, Jake Baker. It's kind of the so face I make uh, sometimes when I'm of disapproval. Uh... No, you're doing the other side of the lip. I can't do the other <laughs> side of the lip. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that, that's coming up. Um, check them out online. Brilliant. Um, you know, there's so much. You need to go over to their website, actually, thebeaverwood.com. Uh, there is another one called the Pink Floyd tribute band if you want if you're into plink plink pink floyd they've got 80s music i mean there's a whole load jimmy carpenter blues move i mean there's lots of great stuff going we on at beaverwood now and i think it's wonderful because they've they've been hit hard the beaverwood club in terms of the last couple of years mm. and it's just wonderful to have that at our doorstep that's right yeah and it's got nice, easy parking up there as well, which yeah. is always good. And if anyone wants to work out exactly where it is, it's near the Sidcup roundabout and opposite the Beaverwood School, in fact. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. So what else has been tickling your buzz? Well, I've been in the uh, cinema twice this week. <laughs> so I went to the Bromley Picture House and saw uh, See How They Run. That was last night. Uh, my wife loved it. I was more confused by it than most things. It was based around... and. An extension of uh, the Mousetrap uh, oh. play, uh, but I enjoyed some of the characters in it, um, and I particularly enjoyed picking up a flyer to a 
the production of Richard III, which has been created by the Royal Shakespeare Company and must be coming, therefore, to uh, the Bromley Picture House Cinema. Uh, and it's got a rather dramatic-looking cover of um, Richard III in battle gear. And he's doing a funny face as well, so there you go. It must um, be the week of funny faces. <laughs> yeah, well, evidently so. Spinning image, here you come. Uh, <laughs> the other one I saw uh, was Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, this time at the Odeon in Orpington. And that was a comedy um, based around a period of haute couture in Paris and a, a person from an unlikely background who goes to buy a, a Dior dress. And it was absolutely marvellous. Really? Yeah, so definitely great, worth... Great thing. You should go, yeah. Very uplifting, Z. Hmm. And we could always use a bit of uplift. And that's a, all of that was happening at the Bromley Picture House in Brom. Brom. I know, the latter one was at the Odeon and Orpington. Oh, Odeon. Odeon. I'm having problems verbalising yeah. today. But uh, in all fairness, I did Odeon. see a giant uh, poster for um, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris in the Bromley Picture House as well. Okay. So it is in both. Fantastic. Yeah, and now we go over to a window cleaner. Yes, we do. <laughs> I've just stopped you in the tracks there. You did, I, I, and I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you know, it's me putting things slightly out of sequence in the podcast. Yeah, I just kind of looked at that and, and I was like, mm, okay. Well, you, you, you have a hand, if not actually some form of window uh, cleaning implement in this, uh, because you went down to Biggin Hill Airport mm. while... Jade Window Cleaning Services, is that what they call themselves? Anyway, yep. Jade, support services. Uh, were doing their thing. We had um, you on a cherry pick. Wash on, wash off. Very heavily washed on yourself by the rain in yeah. an episode about three episodes ago. And That's we have right, now, with Phil, yeah. Now another interview that was taken on the day. With the director, yeah. Now that was really good because they were there busy cleaning two huge, amazing hangers, mm. which we mentioned in the last um, episodes. But... Um, yeah, no, it was great. And um, they do a wonderful job. And actually, I'm going to be getting them to do my new flat for me. Because they definitely need... contrast to the hangar. Well, my flat's up high, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the... Uh, what do they call it? The... Um, is it not the Acorn Building? The Paragon Heights. Oh, yeah. It's not Paragon Heights, but uh, yeah. It needs a good scrub. Right, well, let's hear from the people in charge of the scrubbing. Right, I'm here at Biggin Hill Airport, London Biggin Hill Airport, and I'm with uh, Jason Morell of Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services. Hello. Hello, Hello Z, how are you doing? And Jade, or should I say Jason, <laughs> Jason is the owner, founder and director of Jade Window Cleaning. Absolutely, all hands in all, all the pies. <laughs> so tell us a little bit uh, about your business before we find out what you're doing here. Okay, so Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services I set up about eight years ago. Um, we're a commercial window cleaning company that also does pressure washing, gutter cleaning, um, predominantly commercial stuff, high level rope access, abseiling, cherry pickers, um, all that sort of stuff. So large commercial buildings, hence why we're at Biggin Hill, because mm -hmm. we're doing a, a large clean here at the moment. We do do some residential stuff in a local area when people ask, um, but predominantly we're a commercial window cleaning company. So yeah, I set it up, I've been in the industry a long time, I've worked for lots of big companies, and then I decided it's time to just go on my own. And that was eight years ago. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. And it's growing and growing because right now, oh, hang on, you do cherry picking, by the way. They're not cherry picking as in cherry picking cherries <laughs> uh, up on the cherry picker, which you will see some images later because uh, 
I'll be going up there, won't I? That's in right. We're, we're going to take Z for a little quick ride up in a cherry picker, get um, her harness on, get her high vis on, and you can have a, a nice and it's little not, safety chain. It's not that high. It's not that high. It's, can you, I bungee jump off there, by no, the way? No, you can't. <laughs> I can't bungee jump, so no bungee jumping for me today. No bungee jumping, no. <laughs> and we're using a cherry picker on this site because we're doing mm. um, large cladding cleaning to both the hangers. Hanging right, so yeah, two. tell us a little bit about you being here. How long, because uh, you've been here for quite a few days now. We have. At London um, Biggin Hill Airport, so. We have. So we do regular work for them at the airport anyway, um, regular window cleaning on the offices and the terminal buildings. So then they've asked us to come in and do a full cladding clean. So basically it's the complete fabric of the buildings. So you've got hangar one and hangar two, which as you can imagine, they're enormous. They have, they're full of planes. So they're, they're really, really large. Um, so yeah, we started that on Saturday, just gone. Um, like all big jobs, there was a few little issues when we got going, but we've overcome them and we've made some good ground. One hangar's completed, half of the next hangar's completed. So yeah, we're, we're busy getting that finished, hopefully to be completed by Sunday coming. Fantastic. And you're also cleaning the white building that our listeners can see. What's that big white building that's right in the middle between so that's, hangar one and two? That's the old terminal building. Okay. It's quite an old building. Um, and because of because it's white mm. and it's quite porous material that it's made out of, it gets extremely dirty. As you can see when you're walking around, the jets are very close to the building. So mm. they're always blowing off aviation fuel and all sorts of stuff and, and exhaust fumes. Um, and it gets really, really bad. So it's a shame you didn't see it before we did it because the transformation is like Incredible. fantastic. Mm. Everybody comments on it. So we, we're doing a massive clean here, but the most comments are on the smaller, older building because <laughs> it, it looks like someone's come along and built a new building, basically. Yeah. That's how different it looks afterwards. They're more noticeable, aren't they? More noticeable, yeah. And it's it just sticks there in people's eye lines. So. Well, it's, it is the main entrance, isn't it, when you come mm, off the planes yeah. and you go into it's kind of the main airport bit. It, it's like anything. Mm. The, the cladding's dirty, you know, it needs mm. cleaning, but because it is cladding, it's designed in a certain way and a certain colour to try and hide some of the dirt. Obviously, when we're face on it, we can see what mm. we're doing in the dirt, but it's not as noticeable to people as a building like that mm. and you get a lot of satisfaction from a building like that it's like anything when you can really see some serious results mm. um, you look back and think wow you know you've made a difference and it, and it looks good and that's just a dirty building but it makes people smile it does it, it does. brings joy to people's faces and yeah. um, going back to the um the hangers the cladding um i mean how long has one of those buildings just taken you? Because it seems like, you know, as an outsider, mm -hmm. you go along and you just spray some water on mm -hmm. and whoosh, wipe it across. Yeah. But it's not It's that not, easy. it's not that, because obviously we we need access, access machinery, hence the cherry picker. So um, we've got to make sure we've got the, the operatives qualified and all. he's just been recently updated his IPAV ticket. So it's... So no, everyone can go up there and just start cleaning it. You no, need to be certified. Absolutely, yeah. Right. You have to have certain licenses, and there's all different levels of license for mm -hmm. IPAF to operate different machinery. Mm -hmm. um, Phil, who's the window cleaning foreman, he's got all three licenses, so we can operate any sort of mupe. Um, so we can operate the, the cherry pickers that we got here. You can hire the drivable ones that, that have the arms that come out and sit down, scissor lifts. So we can use anything mm. that we need because you're never going to know 
what sort of machinery you're going to need for certain areas. So yeah, we're fully qualified on that. And it's not just the cleaning that's important time-wise, it's the operation of the vehicle because you need to know what you're doing. You need to have smooth movement, be able to, to work out the best way to move this machine. So you've got one driving, mm -hmm. one cleaning, and then if the driver gets it right, the operator gets the movement of the machine right, it makes the cleaning a lot easier. Mm -hmm. If you've got someone who's like, oh, it's, I can't get it to that bit, or it's, it's up, down, here, there, and everywhere, you lose all momentum. So they're as, they're as important as each other. Right. Um, yeah, and that's, that's time consuming, you know, and it, it takes some time. And I'm assuming it's a two-man job yeah. because one is up there, one needs to be... Yeah, well, you never, you never work in a cherry picker alone anyway. Mm. Um, it's a two-man job because you have to have the operator who's operating and then you've got the person operating the pressure washing. So you've got one constantly operating because it's not a case of putting the machine, getting the basket to a position. Mm. With a job like this, you want a constant movement. So the operator will be constantly moving that, that basket and that mm -hmm. cherry picker, obviously always being aware of what's below and underneath and side to side while the um, the other person's doing the pressure washing. So there's two men in the basket, everything's combed off underneath, so there's nowhere for hoses to catch, you're constantly aware, parking's all suspended, so everything's covered. Everything's covered. Mm. So uh, hence you're a specialist in what you do, um, Jade Window Cleaning, it's not just wiping clean windows I no. mean it's a big I mean here at the Biggin Hill Airport it's a massive project mm. isn't it it is a very large site um, you know the, the bits we're doing are massive but the site's always growing um, there's there's a new hotel coming up um, okay. hopefully we'll we'll, uh, we'll have some work coming that way you've got Bombardier hangar over at the mm. other side which is also enorm enormous um, yeah it's a it's a busy airport fantastic so if our Listeners want to find out more about your services, mm -hmm. get, get in touch with you um, for whatever reason, you know, contracts for their buildings. How can they do that? Well, the website is all the W's, www.jadewcss.com. Or just go on Google, put in Jade Window Cleaning or Jade WCSS, and it will bring us straight up. Fantastic. So that's the easiest way to find us. Brilliant, Google. Okay, so yeah. Jade Window Cleaning and Support Services. They are specialists in what they do. Don't worry about the height. We'll get it right. There you go. <laughs> jingle, jingle. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us about what you're doing here at London Bingham Hill Airport. Um, I know that you've got a few more days left here. We have. And um, then you'll be heading back, at, well, back home and then yep. to do other projects as well. Absolutely. On to the next one which is probably the only way they'll at time they'll ever be introduced in those terms. Wash on, wash off. Yes, wash and on, moving off, off, have you had anything else exciting happen to you lately? Um, not really, though I'm looking forward to things. I mean, I'm actually looking more forward to it because I mention it more often, you know, on Friday when we're going to go to, well, when I'm taking you to see Burlesque. Ah, oh, yes, indeed. I'm really looking forward to that. Yes, I, I love that because it's just such a tremendous visual art form and one that's combined with music and words as well. Mm. And I'm still trying to convince uh, Darren here to uh, take along his uh, nipple tassels. Uh, no, they're currently <laughs> locked away of the rest of the British Blues Exhibition content from a Blues and Burlesque event, just to explain to any Darn it. listeners. Well, I can always create you some and make you some.
Right, okay. Well, there's a challenge accepted. <laughs> We've got a nice joint buzz as well. And we did kind of apologise to our listeners last week in our episode and the week before that it's going to be a few months of madness on Strictly. Ah, yes, indeed. That's very true. And uh, this weekend we watched. And let me see, who went out this weekend? Hmm. Quick, remember. I only watched it yesterday. You someone quite good, that was the thing. Oh, it was Um, Giovanni's um, partner. Giovanni's partner. Yes, indeed. They Um, did Akuna Matata. Akuna Mm. Matata. And I I thought, well, Tony Adams was judged lowest by the judges on the night. Mm. But to be fair, his entertainment value was enormous. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, no. I'm glad he stayed in. Um, But it was interesting to see... Fleur, Mm. almost, because I haven't made my mind up about her yet. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, yeah, on double minds. But then when I kind of saw her face when she was pulled up in the red light, it was almost like me. How dare Mm. they, you know, vote me out? It was almost the face expressions. You know, as an LP practitioner, I'm always reading body language. Uh, Yeah. Mm. You know, I can see you as a judge in Strictly, actually. I can, oh, yes. I can see you sitting there having your hair in different amazing permutations each time. Same <laughs> oh, as, I don't uh, think I Moti. could meet, uh, beat, what's her name? Um, Moti Mabuse. Moti no. I mean, she's got, her hair is just incredible. Every single episode. It's more like architecture than hairdressing now. It is. But you know what, Anton, if you're listening, I would love to be a judge on the show. For one night only. One night only. One night only. Well, you go and ask him at the Jack and the Beanstalk at the Churchill, um, the pantomime that runs in December. Uh, talking of the Churchill Theatre, uh, Best Exotic Marigold Hotel, mm-hmm. uh, the play, is coming up between the 18th and the 22nd of October, so that's something else to look forward to. Now we have an interview with Rula Lenska, um, a very famous person who's a member of the cast. So over to Rula. Ruler, the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel is a feel-good show. What do you think there is to love about it? Absolutely everything. In these hard times of COVID and war and uh, threatened energy strikes and God knows what else, this is a really feel-good piece about real people facing their challenges, willing to make a journey. Um, It's delightful. It's lovely to look at. Beautiful set, beautiful costumes, wonderful characters. I know it sounds like I'm blowing my own trumpet, but really is one of the most beautiful things I've ever been in. Well, you can blow your trumpet some more now because you're playing the character Madge mm-hmm. and you have described her as a rather brittle cougar. Uh, <laughs> tell me about that. Um, well, she's, um, of the, although she's of a certain age, as all the women are, um, she is determined not to give in, not to give up. She's still fighting fit. Um, would love to have another man on her arm. She's had three husbands. She's got a great sense of humour, but she's a tough cookie. Uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you play her because we are going to this show. Uh, oh, I think you'll, I think you'll enjoy it. I mean, I've been to Bromley many, many times in many different productions, and. Uh, I promise you unequivocally this will make everybody laugh, 
cry a bit and leave the theatre with a really good feeling in their hearts. Could you give me a highlight or two from your rehearsals? Um, a highlight or two from rehearsals? Well, she says probably the most memorable line in the play, which I won't say, which cracks the audience up and more often than not gets a standing ovation. Um, just getting to know all the characters, all their background history. Obviously, most people who come to see the show have seen the film or maybe even read the book. Um, and it's amazing how beautifully it translates to stage. Uh, if the best exotic Marigold Hotel was real, uh, would you visit or retire to it, do you think? <laughs> would I actually go off to India to live, you mean? Hmm. Um, I probably wouldn't go to India because it would be too far away from friends and family, but I'm a great traveller and I love exploring different countries, different cultures, and I've done an enormous amount of travelling in my life, slightly less recently for obvious reasons. Well, here you're going to be bringing some of the rest of the world to Bromley. Um, I have a effectively what amounts to a message from my wife, uh, uh -huh. Jackie. And she says that when she was growing up, she was not allowed to watch Rock Follies. Rock Follies. <laughs> but when she did get to watch it, you were amazing and beautiful. Thank you. How oh, very kind. It was a wonderful series and uh, it's a great shame it's never been repeated. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing the effect of the amazing, beautiful and possibly dangerous <laughs> cougar at the Churchill Theatre. Okay, smashing. Look forward to being there. Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And back from Ruler. Fantastic. Yeah. Super duper. Mm. So, um, I'm going to start some dog content now. What? Oh dear, here we go again. Yeah, we've done the Who Let the Dogs Out before on here. Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Yeah, woof. Anyway, yes, one of my favourite my favorite radio presenter, alongside Nihal Athanayak, there's kind of two or three of them. And I'll also throw in um, Steve Wright, um, who mm. has just shifted from Radio 2. I remember when he was on Radio 1. But anyway, um, is Joe Good, um, the uh, former actor who has shows on BBC Radio London. Mm -hmm. And she's great. She's very uh, heart on her sleeve, talks about a lot of things very openly. Uh, and one of the things, she's a dog lover. She's a second bulldog that I'm aware of at the moment. And uh, she has moved there hour a week which is on dogs called Barking Hour and it was recently called Barking at the Moon because it was on a late show but it's back to being the Barking Hour because I caught it in its first of the new slots at 3pm to 4pm on Sundays yesterday and that's with Anna Webb so uh, cheers to Anna Webb and Joe Good. That's interesting you're talking about dogs um, actually I heard on Heart Radio the other day at, yeah, and this might be something that she wants to kind of look into since mm. she's a dog lover and they were talking about uh, how they were invited to a dog party, a dog's birthday party. And uh, she, basically she was saying, but I don't own a dog. And they were saying, yeah, but you can borrow a dog or whatever, but you're invited. But how, how can you have a dog party? Do the dogs actually know that they're having a party? <laughs> It'll be quite interesting. A dog birthday party. I'm, I haven't a clue, but... You know, if, if the dogs are enjoying themselves more than usual, it has that 
kind of. Would they wear have. party hats, play past the parcel with the Probably. bone? Probably. Yeah. All sorts of weird things have happened in recent years. Doggy ice cream, doggy perfume. True. Of things like that. Maybe we should ask Sarah. Sarah Martin in mm. Babel Monkey Digital Marketing yeah. and Absolute Dog Lover. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Maybe she's had a dog party before. It wouldn't be a shot, would it? No, it wouldn't be, actually. Uh, and in the meantime, we've got Christmas coming up. People may be ah! presenting puppies and, and things like Christmas. this. So um, do remember that in Bromley we've got the Fall Farm Animal Rescue, which mm. has dogs and cats and I think other species. Mm. Uh, there's Second Chance Animal Rescue up in Swanley up the road. Mm. Uh, there's the Cat Rescue... Romney, Romney Cat Rescue, I think they had or have mm. a charity shop in uh, Petswood as well. So there's plenty of places to pick up your sadly underloved pets from rather than going out and getting a new one. Yeah, true. And also, you know, I'm going to put, put, put a downer on it here, but uh, we, you know, we are all struggling at the moment uh, with financial crisis and etc, etc, etc. And if you have pets, please put them into a home or to the RSPCA, one of these charities, rather than leaving them on the streets because you can't afford to care for them as yeah. well. And I think because lately there's been talk about lots of people are getting rid of their pets and just leaving them out on the streets. I, spoke, I, to, really I spoke to one of the uh, trustees of uh, Second Chance Animal Rescue a couple mm. of years ago and uh, he said that one day they turned up at uh, work and next to their gates there were 2,000 chickens. Wow. Presumably still in some form of cage, otherwise you can imagine the chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Running wild. Mm. Um, do you know what? I? Oh my God, it's just flushed out of my brain. Oh, I did have a buzz, but I can't say too much about it. Another buzz <laughs> I had. Hint. I was on a podcast mm-hmm. this week, or last, or Friday actually. Yes, yeah, so you could say you made up to be on it. Yes. But I can't say any more than that because it needs to go out. But it was really, really lovely. Thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really odd, though, being on the other side of the mic. Mm. So being interviewed rather than me doing the interview for my radio show. Well, to be fair, you get partially interviewed when we're doing the Bromley Buzz. We kind of interview each other as we go Mm. through. But being the sole focus of attention. Yes. And not having to prepare questions and things like that. It's a different thing. It was very different and really kind of talking about my business mm. and who I am as a person and my past and what's made me who I am now. It was just lovely. So yes, yeah. watch the space and you'll get some more information on that. Well, last time I heard you were a well-being and uh, mindset coach, were you not? Yes, true. Very mm. true. Um, and we'll come on to your affirmation in a minute as we well. We will. But I'm, I'm just going to bring a library into the conversation. And not library as in books, by the way. Um, I think they have some print resources in there, yeah, it's true, but, but it's no, not you're a quite library correct. Box. Yes, um, within the, uh, I always get the words wrong, uh, or think I do, the Greener Cleaner Hub, or yep. the Cleaner Greener Hub, whichever it is, in the Glades in Bromley, has within it a library of things, uh, which is basically a space of wall with um, glass windows and very much locked cabinets with all sorts of tools in there. Mm. And I borrowed a hedge trimmer. Uh, for use in the weekend and uh, have absolute well and I've got five bags of um, surplus ivy that's been cut back from our garden hedge Um, but being able to hire that item which is a couple hundred pounds worth of good quality cable free 
uh, hedge trimmer mm-hmm. um, for £18 as opposed to buying it for 200 and then duplicating Plus. that buying with everyone else in Bromley. It's just great for the environment, it was cheap, and I'm taking it back in a minute actually. So well done the library of things, and they've got other stuff that's been tempting you. It has, yes. I actually saw, because it was on uh, the social media, the carpet cleaner. Mm. And that's going for about £20 as well per day. And Mm -hmm. I thought, you know what, that's perfect, because I've just moved into my flat. Once all the boxes are sorted, I'm going to give my carpet a good old carpet clean. And it's just wonderful, because it's down down the road. Mm. Yeah, they've got all sorts of things. Mm. One of the ones... When we were talking about them before, I remember they've got a, a kind of just generalised toolbox with your screwdrivers and bits and pieces in, and even something as basic as that is handy. Maybe I should um, hire out my toolbox, because my toolbox has got a lot of tools in it. Hmm. I'm quite the handy woman. Well, the main toolbox you talk about is the one that helps people deal with the life, isn't it? The mental yeah, toolbox. that one's like, I'm talking about the actual physical toolbox, screwdrivers and drills and nails and you... Okay. Bob no. the Builder. Yeah, I was just thinking of a new, <laughs> new slogan for you, something like, if you're screwed up, come to Zenat Narani, she can unscrew you up. Okay, moving on. Uh, actually, there's another buzz I want to say, but I can't say too much about Isn't it this again. Good? You sort of started out back there with, well, I haven't got that much, and now it's, oh, I have another one. I know, it's great. Well, like I said to you, I haven't had buzzes, but I've got more buzzes coming up in the future. Okay. That's exciting me. And mm. that's, that's a buzz, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So I can't say too much about this, but you're involved in this, and we'll, you know, be launching. Well, you've got to tune in to my Friday show this mm. Friday, the fourteenth, uh, from ten thirty to twelve noon on Mindset Matters Channel Radio Two to find out about this campaign, an important campaign that we're going to be launching. Yeah, it's really, really imp- well vital. It's close to our hearts, um, and we really want to kind of. Lost for words now. Break, break the. Oh my Mold god! Is a, yeah. one, one expression. Yeah. We want to make a difference. That's we what want to make a difference. To yeah. We know we set up the Bromley Buzz to make a difference locally, mm. and along the way, we realised a few things uh, that it's not just about Bromley. It, there's more it's to bigger do. Bigger and wider. To yeah. t- issues that can be addressed more widely, and that we're going to do our bit for them because we both believe in it very strongly, and we're going to actually start talking about it very imminently yeah no absolutely mm. cool should we go into my affirmation please do right so actually for all my followers out there i actually posted my affirmation late it didn't go out yesterday it actually went out today but when we um i always like to say when you kind of reflect on an affirmation just find a quiet space for just a moment so you can reflect and focus on you and of course believe in yourself and if you've got a journal or anything to write on write those thoughts that flow in that inspiration that comes through you and you already said to me this morning that um, you kind of struggled with this one mm, I did it's one of those ones that if I'd not been prepared for it which I am now would have left me floundering in silence for some time <laughs> <clears throat> so this week's um, affirmation is my body my mind and spirit are beautiful and exactly the way it should be i am grateful for what i have and am yes <clears throat> which kind of made me feel that um 
that meant that I could regard myself as a, in a state of perfection and completeness, which I absolutely don't. So therefore, I felt that um, we are in fact, as people, usually, most often, work in progress of some kind or another. But as long as we've got something to hang on to that we like or love about ourselves, mm. at that moment in time, that can do. Lovely. Thank you for that. Because the thing is, there's no That's kind right... of disagreeing with you a little No, there, no. But, but what you're trying to there's... do with these things is to help people think. Yeah, and there's no right or wrong. So what I want mm. people to understand, there is no right or wrong on this. Because also, when we talk about being exactly the way it should be, it's about that self-acceptance of right here, right now, and being grateful for the things that you have and the way you look and the way you feel. Because you may not feel 100%, and your body may not feel great, but there must be something that you can pull out that is good. I'll tell you one thing which annoys me when I hear people speak some of the time. They say things like, oh, things are getting worse, they've never got any better, um, isn't life terrible, and all this kind of thing. Mm. And they're sitting here in an era when we've got dentistry which doesn't involve hammer and chisels, We've got the NHS providing <laughs> extensive treatment, and even though some of it may be slow, it's still there. Mm. Uh, we've got the ability to, as I did at the weekend, finish watching Strictly and then go back onto YouTube on my telly yeah. and watch things like back, like Johannes and his partner from the last series mm. doing the um, Clearance Clearwater Revival uh, song, which yeah. was just so fantastic on there, uh, and other highlights from back in the day, including Quentin Wilson earning yeah. eight points um, because he was basically like a robot who had rusted when he was dancing in his only appearance in the show. Mm -hmm. uh, and by the way, his dance partner never appeared again after that either, so that was uh, the end of her doing professionally there. Yeah. She presumably went mm -hmm. into the group dances later on, but she didn't she probably do yeah. The curse of Quentin Wilson struck her. But, you know, there is so much that we can be grateful for. Oh, my God, um, yes. And, and it doesn't have to be inside us. It can be outside us as well some of the time. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, I, you know, we need to kind of stop and, you know... I, mean, I think I might have mentioned this on the um, uh, podcast last week, mm. that being grateful first thing in the morning when you wake up and you open your eyes, I'm grateful, I'm here today. Simple. Yeah. I am here. So, yeah, one added extra buzz. Yeah. Which happened right now because you brought me a delivery from oh, someone. Yes. And that really brightened up my day. And look, the sun's shining. Not that my listeners can see, but all of a sudden it's glowing. It's just um, given me an extra boost this morning. Uh, was to receive a beautiful houseplant from Loretta Wright from Life in Magazines. So the lady who does um, Life in Bromley and Life in Orpington sent me a beautiful housewarming houseplant for my new flat. Did you see what it is? I did, yes. Can I... Oh, I, I know. It's I can, beautiful. It's a, I've never even heard of it before. Go on then, read out. Sorry about the rustling in the background because I was just reaching, reaching out for it. So it says here, Monstera in a basket. Monstera. Monstera. Yeah. Monstera. I'm doing the whole Italian accent thing, yeah. probably. But it says, ter Terima Kashi, fair and responsible seagrass. Oh, that's the actual pot it's in. Yeah. yeah. That's good. 
So this product is made from seagrass. No chemicals or fossil fuels have been used during the cultivation and manufacture. By buying this product, you help poor people in Asia to work, sorry, to work and income. It's lovely, mm. isn't it? Okay, so it's a rather ethical plant. It is. You should be ethical. proud of itself. Oh my God, and I've got just the spot for it in my mm. home and already I've posted it on Instagram. Do you know one of the things our new king used to be criticised for? Because I don't know how this came about, but he, he used to be uh, mentioned that he talked to plants. Um, but mm. I, I think I quite like the idea of talking to plants myself, so I'm not knocking him, even if he does. No, but, well that's been quite historical. Lots of people mm. say you should talk to plants. Do, you haven't seen the show, um, oh, what's the thing called on Netflix? The Good Place, yet. So I'm going to do a spoiler now. Uh, right, so these people go to uh, heaven, effectively, mm. and um, they're not all actually that necessarily that qualified for it mm. based on the lives they've had. But at one point, a plant is given by one person in heaven to another person in heaven, and the plant responds to how their relationship is. So when the person who's received the plant is talking about the person who gave it to them and going, oh, this is an absolute bitch, I hate her, she's absolutely dreadful, the plant all wilts and its leaves fall <laughs> off. <laughs> so talk nicely to your plants, like this lovely monstera over here. Do you know what, that sounds like me and orchids. Apparently I love orchids, they're one of my favourite, one of my favourite plants, and every time I have them I end up killing them and then I take them to my mother's house and she revives them and she goes, right, you can take them back, I take them back and I kill them again. So obviously I'm not talking to it in a way that I should be talking to it. Maybe you should try um, doing your affirmations to them. Possibly. Maybe I should try that. Yeah. Anyway, life in Bromley and Orpington, we've just mentioned. Mm. We have a couple of samples from there. Now, did we agree that you were going to read you that? You were going to read it. I was going to do that. After I talked about Den Hoddle. Yes. He's actually been and gone from the borough now because he was at the Churchill Theatre. Uh, and as the show blurb says, along with Graham Roberts, the former captain of the club too who I would like to have seen just for himself. Um, nevertheless, he's been interviewed in the magazine. Marvellous. But also, spotted on social, uh, Hayes Life Gemma Beckwith, uh, on Twitter, I think this is. Or is it Instagram? What do you reckon? Do you think that's Twitter? I think that might be a Twitter one. Mm. Anyway, she went on there with a rather a nice picture of herself, as you well, I'll explain. Just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who stopped and stayed for over an hour and a half in Norman Park last night and for guiding the ambulance in while my husband was shockingly having a stroke. As you can see from the picture, he's more with it now, which was fine, uh, and just wanted me to thank you all. Makes you realise how many lovely people there are in this world, which actually is a bit of an affirmation all by itself. Mm, that's so. beautiful, that is. All right, really, do you have, really have anything to add while I go off and cough? Um, well, what else have I got in here? Oh, just some a lovely, you know, in the magazine... Loretta loves to put in pictures of animals and things like that. And there's a beautiful one that I spotted from uh, Denise Mead Hill's cat, which I thought was lovely. So her cat, uh, Carmel, doing what she does best, lounging around. And it's just reminded me of my cat, actually. So there's a whole feature of pets uh, in the magazine as well. And I think it's wonderful that pets are featured in the magazine. Um, also, I wanted to spot because obviously you, you know, we were talking about Strictly Come Dancing, but Strictly Come Dancing original Italian stallion Vincent Simone is set to head out of his first solo tour in autumn 2022, coming to the Churchill Theatre, Bromley, 
on Sunday 23rd October. So for all those tango passions out there, there's going to be a showcase of beauty and passion of the art form. That is the Argentinian tango. Mm. Oh, I'd love to go and see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to construct a sentence with mango and tango and it unfailed. Oh, there you go. There's the Glenn Hoddle I've just seen you were talking mm. about. Former um, England star and Tom Hotspur mm. mm. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, I'm just, the, again, there's an article here from the, um, the Mayor's Voice. Councillor Hannah Gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, like everyone across Bromley and the nation, have found recent weeks very difficult following the sad passing of Her Majesty, the Queen. She meant so much to me and to all of us, and the majority of us would have not known a time when she was not our monarch. And then she goes on to talk about that, so that's in there if you want to have a lovely little read on that too. And speaking of which, there's the Mayor's Charity Dinner coming up in November, isn't there? On the well, there's two. There's, I think, 20th of October, oh, gosh, yes. one for Ukraine in the Copper Salon restaurant. And I think the other one is the 13th of November, and that's in aid of something else entirely, which I've forgotten. Oh, no, it's uh, Sri Lanka. It's actually something which means a lot to the restaurant, not surprisingly. Mm. And then finally after that, for this year anyway, um, there's a Every Breath concert uh, film thing. Um, oh, uh, yes, up the in movie the night thing. Pacific Centre, I think that might mm. be. You know, you were talking about um, the Greener and Cleaner Hub in Bromley. Well, there's an article in here, Parisa Wright, Mm -hmm. uh, who is the founder and CEO of the local charity Greener and Cleaner. So Parisa Parisa lives in Shortlands with her family and says that one of her proudest moments was speaking about her charity's community sustainability support hub project at the COP26 in Glasgow last year. Uh, Parissa has helped to tap into Bromley's hidden talent, women, and she certainly helped me to speak up and challenge myself to change the wrongs in my home and beyond. And there's, you know, a lovely article and talks about, um, you know, her kind of her life, what she's done and everything. So, yeah, I thought I'd just mention that because she's been nominated as the local hero of Bromley. Right, so do you reckon we can wrap up the rest of the show in about seven minutes to squeeze the interviews into within the hour? Oh, go on. Mm, right, in which case it might be some speed reading going on here. Okay, so uh, from the new shopper, uh, it would should be in the new shopper and probably was, but it's been out in the last few days that the application to redevelop the Walnuts in Orpington has been withdrawn mm-hmm. until better and reconsidered times on the part of the developer which is kind of a shame because it needed uh, sorting out, but it had also become a local hot potato too, which wasn't so great. On a happier note from the new shopper online, I found the following. Meet the UK's youngest star baker from Bromley, a tot with a, well, not a tot now really, with a special culinary talent she discovered at the age of just one. Little foodie Izzy Amefo, now five, has a talent for baking and cooking that a mum Barbara, 31, discovered when her daughter was still a baby. Izzy was fascinated with Play-Doh and Missy Play, putting flour and water into the oven and watching it transform. Soon the little cook was baking cakes and cooking meals for the whole family. She even put together her own cooking book, Little Chef Izzy's Ultimate Recipe e-Cookbook. Barbara, a mental health nurse, interestingly, from Bromley, said, Her favourite thing is to bake a sprinkle cake. It's so easy but tastes delicious. Izzy loves mixing and decorating the cake with icing. 
She now has 9.1 thousand followers on Instagram. Wow. Quite something. Couldn't find anything terribly positive about the borough in South London Press, sadly. Um, but there was a nice spot or two on social. Actually, just a spot, one spot. Uh, this is from Bromley Homeless Advice Service, at Bromley Advice. Thanks to everyone that took part and contributed to our Bromley Homeless Annual Sleepout. A great success. We would like especially to thank everyone that took part and... Millwall Football Club, Bromley Football Club, Maple Carpentry, Sainsbury's for their very generous donations and hashtag community stars. I think Maple uh, Carpentry is not quite of the stature of Millwall and Bromley FC and Sainsbury's in that list. Uh, and they appear to be Orpington based, so I might be uh, having a little word with them about what they did. Okay, I know you want to kind of whiz through this in seven minutes, but I think you need to breathe. I was failing miserably at that. Yeah. <laughs> you start to go red. Mm, oh no. Right. Um, was there anything further for your good self? No. Do you want to hit the what song? Uh, While I breathe? Yeah. Let's go for it. Yeah, okay. I don't want you pants passing out. I really don't want to see if my skills are still up to standard for mm. um, resuscitation at the moment. Here we go. So what's on? Uh, you can obviously find all these details on bromleybuzz.uk website for more. But we have from the 5th to the 10th of December, The Hound of the Baskervilles at Studio 62, Theatre in West Wickham. 4th of December, um, Orpington Santa Dash 2022, where you'll see Darren and myself hopefully dashing around uh, and huffing and puffing, possibly, or not. And 7th of November, I love how you go from the bottom to the top. 7th of hmm. November, Life on a Harp String, lecture by Margaret Wilson for the Art Society Bromley. And on the 2nd of November, Beckenham Business Day. Yes, and you've used the script to cover up one of the other articles. I have? Oh, yes! Yes! Yes, yes we, I we want, want to get a bit Transylvanian on our audience. suck your blood from the Sorry, fifth. is that the time? I must go. From the first, sorry, not from the fifth. From the first to the fifth of November. Ha 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 ha! So I'm safe for the rest of the year. Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Abraham Van Helsing, an expert in the supernatural, presents his most terrifying case as he is called into help to, to help a young woman who becomes mysteriously ill during a trip to Whitby. Has Lucy Westerner contracted some rare disease? Or has she fallen to the victim of something more evil? And what has become of her best friend Nina's fiancé, Jonathan Harker, after he was sent to the Carpathian Mountains? Is that Carpathian. Carpathian Mountains mm -hmm. to oversee the purchase of a London house by the sinister Count Dracula. With fans around the world celebrating the 125th anniversary of the original publication of Bram Stoker's great horror novel, there has never been a better time to bring this seminal vampire tale to the stage. Dracula. I kind of fancy Dracula. going to the, the Bridge House Theatre in Pinge to see that show. Mm. Something <laughs> to get our teeth into, don't you think? Oh, yes. Okay, this is not bringing out the best in my co-presenter. <laughs> right, shall we buzz out on something suitably dramatic? I think um, the Phantom of the Opera music would be a good one. Oh my goodness, okay. <laughs> right, on, on account of three. Third one. A T, a three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this. I think 
I've lost the tune. <laughs> I don't sure I had it. But anyway, and that's goodbye for this week from the Bromley Buzz coming to you from the dark side of the Newman Flexible Workspace. Bye-bye. Ha, 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 ha.